Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 115 of the NFT Catcher Podcast. It is uh, Sunday, January 8th, and I'm here with two very special guests, NFT Girl and Belle. We met in Miami. We set this up. With, and they met Jennifer as well. We set up this really cool collab. They're the co-founders of XYZ News. It's a Web3 media company. They produce a variety of shows, including the IYKYK, if you know, you know, and the Spanish show, Rompiendo Barreras. And uh, they cover all things happening, NFT, crypto, and they do really cool stuff. So what's up, ladies? Glad to uh, be finally going. Hello. Yeah. Man, this is like the first one where you get two ladies instead of one. I'm, I know, I know. I'm definitely going gonna- I lost one, but I got two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> she, she does the intro normally. Like that was my first ever intro. So you did Hopefully good. It, you you even got you. the rompiendo barreras. I I tried my best on that. I tried my best on that. What does that What does that actually mean? Rompiendo barreras is breaking. What's the actual- barriers? The, there you go. I was gonna say the ceiling. So kind of same thing, right? Breaking <laughs> yeah. barriers going through the ceiling and so the entire premise of that show is where we like to speak to spanish-speaking participants of the nft space and how they are breaking barriers you know what what love they are doing yeah yeah that's awesome showcasing that community yeah i actually just read an article i'm sorry to cut you off there but i was just reading an article about latin america and and the burgeoning nft space in the there's a lot of people getting into it and all kinds of stuff. What were you going to say, Lex? I was just going to say that Rompiendo Barreras was initially, uh, if you know, you know, in Espanol. Mm. But people don't really know what I would, you know, even English people, English speaking people are kind of confused when they read the IYKYK. And we had like a title. I think one of our first titles for it, if you know, you know, in Espanol was Rompiendo Barreras with so-and-so. And someone was like, oh, I really like that title in spanish so we're like okay we need to like completely rebrand the spanish one because it it doesn't if you know you know does not connect the same way but but yeah that was a really that was a really cool beginning of that and now we're almost at like what almost 80 70 i think this week will be like 78 episode wow uh so we're not as you know, OG is you guys, but <laughs> we're almost up there. We're almost up there. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah, we're 115. I can't believe it. Pretty wild. That's a That's lot, though. No, it's, it ta- even what it is, 78. I mean, that takes dedication. It's all, you know, it's it's fun to create these shows and do the content, but sometimes it's hard to show up consistently, you know, every single week, twice a week, whatever it is, especially if you're going live on spaces. I mean, you know, there's people listening and it's like a whole, it's a whole thing for sure. You got to prepare yourself and you always got to be in, in the right mood. You know, it's like, even Absolutely. if you're not, 
Yeah, for sure. It's so much harder than just picking up a microphone and just speaking to it. Yeah. You know? We talk yeah. about showing up and it's incredibly hard. We now are doing multiple shows a week, live spaces, et cetera. And it is incredibly hard to come up, um, you know, continuously. Um, yeah. The consistency I agree. down there is the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. It's rewarding talking to the people that listen, like when you do it and do it, and then you have people that come to you and like, I'm listening. Like, that's so cool. That's my favorite thing about this is talking to the people, getting DMs, like if I say so, even people that are like, uh, that was wrong that you said, you know, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But you were listening, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. So what's going on in NFTs that's uh, big and giant? I don't know much about this, but I keep seeing it everywhere. And I wanted to see if if you ladies knew the bonk and the franc, like these soul meme tokens, whatever they are, bonk token. You guys, you know anything about it? I know nothing about it. So I'll be yeah, honest. And you that's know fine. I mean? like, Either do I. Either do I. I was in Key All West for a week, so yeah. Yeah, I was in Minnesota yeah. actually all yeah. last week. I was on vacation, but I will say <clears> that from the very little that I have seen, Frank tweeted about it. Right, I think that the Utes community and the God's community ended up getting the airdrop, and it's it's caused um, a, a tiny bull bull run sensation, which everybody loves. Um, yeah. that's all I know. Did you get it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even, I don't know. I just saw it everywhere. So I figured if, if, if you guys knew, but I didn't even get to look into it or, or anything, yeah, but I, but I, I do speak, like the branding though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's catching some hype. So yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. One of our listeners actually DM me as well about it. He was like, so, yeah. so, but, uh, ETH is actually over 1300 for the first time in a while. That's come up a little bit. Ooh, yeah. I'm super I'm excited about that. that. I know. Yeah, I know. I'd love to see that get back to where it should be. Three, four thousand be real nice. Oh man, yes, it would be. Yes, yeah. it would be. I know. It wasn't all that long ago, you know, and then it just, just took its nosedive. It'll come back. It might be a while, but it'll come back. And uh so another piece of news. I think you guys did say you know Crypto Novo and you yes. saw this you uh, saw the story last week. Where he got hacked, he lost height for sure. Uh, really good dude. And if, like we were saying last week, if there's anybody that's a brand at all with their NFT, it's him. He wears mm-hmm. it out. Like I mean, so there's a there's a GoFundNovo.eth, GoFundNovo.com kind of thing going on. I think Spotty Wi-Fi was a was a, looks like he's a big part of it. Uh, Dario De Siena might have actually been the one that set it up one of the OG artists in the space and it's doing well. It's going to get him there. I think, I think it's like halfway to 75 ETH to get him his wow. punk back. It's not going to make him whole. Cause he lost a lot yeah. more than that, but that's the one that it has to be with him. That's and is it great. just for the punk, you know, his, his trademark punk or all of the other ones also that he lost? I, I believe that the goal of this is to get the trademark punk back. Yeah. That's the important yeah. one. Yeah, it's the, I mean, yeah, it's that's the one that like, you know, it's for sure. It's it's crazy that you can just lose something. We've talked about this a lot, but like there's no rules or laws, you know, you click on a bad link and you lose a million dollars worth of assets and you can see, you can watch it forever. Like you'll be able to watch those other punks do what they do forever. There's so many bored apes that have been scammed. It's got to be a, a nice little percentage of the project that that aren't even with the people they should be with. It's a weird dynamic. 
Did he did he release any details on like exactly how how it happened? Yeah. Not that I saw. I think he's been pretty close to the vest. Not that I saw. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. that's heartbreaking. I see. I've never actually seen him without his crypto noble. No, nobody has. Nobody has. So, as far as I know, yeah. So yeah, I really hope that he can get that one back and. And I think that's really, really cool that at least the community, like I'm I'm watching his his tweets of last week when he announced it and mm-hmm. like three thousand likes, eight hundred retweets. Wow. One, like one million. Oh, now you can see the views. I always forget. I'm like, oh now you can see the views. Uh-huh. Almost, almost a million views. And that's crazy. That's like not to get too deep into it, but mm-hmm. That's really cool to see, like the community kind of like ra- rally behind someone that has been part of the community for a while, and people know him. People know kind of mm-hmm. what he's about. So uh, that's a that's a really positive thing, in my opinion, just to see people behind getting behind him and helping out. Yeah, that's that's actually amazing. That's that's a really great thing about Web three and the community. And people are going to raise about a hundred grand. You know, and and get it back for him. Yeah, Pre- really pretty cool. Him. Yeah, Hobie, I you can't should, even imagine. But yeah. you should have him on a episode. Really. I actually thought about that. I know when he gets it back, or even whatever. I thought about reaching out. Uh, we're buddies. We're buddies, and I could definitely do it. I thought about, but I didn't want to like bother him during this time. And like, yeah, for sure. Like, hey, come on in your worst lowest moment. You know, like. But yeah. I definitely, I definitely want to reach out and like don't want to try and exploit him, but. That would be great, especially when he gets it back. Yeah, that's such a hard topic. And yet it's such an important one because I think that, you know, we forget we because we do this day in and day out. We forget truly how sensitive it is and how anybody can be a victim to it. Mm -hmm. It's as easy as just clicking on a link and, you know, being distracted, whatever, Um, just going on what other people have talked about in the past. And so I think that um, that putting a focus on on that and having someone like him or anyone else talk about it you know when they when they feel comfortable about it is an important lesson learned because it it reminds all of us to always you know always have that um in the forefront because you never know that's really really true we've had a we had a couple like educational episodes and we we talked a lot about security and having a ledger and you know diversifying your assets and all that different kinds of stuff like it's it's not for the faint of heart you know not your keys not your crypto but you know you're now your own bank and bad things can happen you know you click click a couple wrong things and it's over a lot of responsibility in yeah, that a lot, a lot of, of responsibility yep. yeah for sure yep. your your seed phrase you know people lose their seed yep. phrases like there's going to be there's going to be crazy stories in 10 years like People that lost their seed phrases with 10 board apes or whatever, you know, like. Did you see that um, person that was arrested? There was a, a social yep. media video. Yeah, you saw that? So a person oh, that gets arrested. And oh, yeah. And the cops put their seed phrase like on the on the hood yeah, of the car so or whatever. Like, yeah. The cop had the camera on. Yeah. And, and so he's talking. And he's like, I don't know what this is. Can somebody come in? What what, what are these words on here? And somebody's like, oh, that's yeah. a seed phrase. When they've been panning the video on there for like 20 minutes already. I know. <laughs> I know. I did see that. That's wild. I mean, like, what do you, I guess you could sue or something. like. But like, that's, that's really. I hope, I hope that one didn't have a lot of valuable uh-huh. about it 
Poor guy like, sitting in the cop car, you know, unable to say anything. Uh, I know. I would I know. be destroyed just on that. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't you shouldn't carry it around in your pocket on a piece of paper, probably. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he just maybe, made it. Like maybe, maybe like someone's like to the bank. Yeah. Uh what are you doing it at the bank? <laughs> <laughs> just putting in a in a safety. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. He was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just got yep. caught. Sure. Yeah, th- that was wild. I did see that story. That's <laughs> it's gonna get crazy when the criminals start to realize, like, you can, you know, because like a lot of people have MetaMask right on their phone and they're just gonna be like, you know, open your MetaMask. And and I always think, like, there's also gonna be lots of like my computer here, like, I could click on my MetaMask and do anything with it. Like, there's gonna be people whose kids buy NFTs. Or sell something and they don't want them to. And there's nothing you can do. You know, that's going to happen a lot as well. There's going to be like weird stuff like that. I do not even want to think about that. Oh, man. We're just just getting started. We are just (laughs) getting started. It's going to be a fun time. I asked my, so I was talking with one of my uncles that I was actually visiting in Florida back in our Mm -hmm. And Mm. he's not in crypto at all. Um. He's very much so traditional finance type of guy. And and I was kind of like explaining to him the like the benefits of, you know, the how you can have like ETH in a second. Like I can just have your wallet and I'll give you, you know, whatever amount, whatever NFT. And he and I was explaining to him like the the wallet addresses and like how you send it and you have to be careful because uh, there's no there's no middleman. And I was speaking to it like there's no middleman. Middleman is great. And he was like, wait, but I do want the middleman. <laughs> I do want that security because uh, that middleman for me means that I can get to talk to someone if something goes wrong. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I think it just that that was like a really good perspective of for a lot of people it means a lot of freedom, but for other people is they may not see it the same way and i think that kind of goes back to the um what you call it the kind of the divide of like the mainstream people like not wanting to adopt it as soon as like the web3 native people that are not like Mm -hmm. rallying behind it but i I, now seeing his face and kind of his perspective has really um kind of helped me understand the other side too. Yeah. And those are the people that use FTX and Coinbase. You know, that's definitely something people want. People want you to take care of it for them, to make it easy, to give them a pretty interface. I've said, I think that we're going to, like, a lot of people are going to be doing their crypto through Chase, Bank of America, you know, these domestic gigantic banks. I think they're going to take it over for sure once it becomes regulated. What do you guys, you guys want regulation? You ready for regulation? And, I was, I, that's the segue that I was like. This yeah, is- okay, okay. <laughs> I think. Nice. <laughs> perfect segue. I think for now, and, and I think this would be something that like, uh, you know, a lawyer or, or economics or a regulator, you know, expert mm-hmm. would be obviously better equipped to like have a professional opinion. But I don't see it as a bad thing. I think that as we mature as consumers, the whole world and the countries are also going to mature in their adoption. And part of that is just regulations. And yeah. I think some of it, it's needed, to be honest. I mean, with what we saw with 
FTX last last year. That was like a clear example of like, oh, well, maybe some regulations wouldn't be that bad, you know. Um, but I understand also the people that, you know, came here to kind of escape that, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 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 people that are going to control us. And, and I get that. I get both sides. So I, I am kind of, I'm, I am for it. I think it's just how much, as long as it's for the protection of the people that are using the technology and not necessarily trying to limit like a individual creator, um, you know, like more so regulations on corporations that are making like huge impact in people's lives and not necessarily like limiting a artist in Singapore that's just like trying to make a living off of, right. you know, like that type of, that's the difference that I'm like, well, I don't know how regulations could affect like an individual like that, you know? Sure. No, that's a great point. I mean, it does get really complicated, especially like they make regulations in the U S but this is a global market and we don't discern who we're trading with or anything. Um, So the person in Singapore, I guess the worst thing that could happen to them is that the United States categorizes what they're doing as a security. I I don't know, you know, but we we do need, I want to know what the rules are, I guess is really the main thing. And I think that's going to also help more people come in and be comfortable spending their money everybody everybody in the whole world saw what happened with ftx and there were you know they they weren't regulated they were just playing around with 10 billion dollars like it was just for fun and it was it's it was a nightmare yeah it's a complete nightmare you know in my opinion it's it's inevitable it has to happen it has to happen if we want to go mainstream if we want to adopt if we want it to be fully adopted um there are so many businesses industries that are like just waiting for that to be for for the entire space to start to be regulated so they can actually play around with it a lot of different financial you know gurus have have said it um as soon as it starts to be regulated is when they will feel safe enough to start investing in the space i mean that's just what has to happen for businesses corporations entities financial you know businesses with fiduciary responsibilities need something to go by they need regulation and until we have it it just it's not um we'll continue to be the way that we are right now which is onboarding as as many retail small smaller you know uh, individuals as much as we can but mm-hmm. the big dogs which are really going to move the the needle forward um they're not going to come until we are fully or at least starting to be regulated yeah i agree with that for sure and i hope the people that do it they do it you know in a in a positive way and not try and shut everything down and just make sure that it's safe for people just like in just like in the real world with financial instruments they're regulated and you know it it, it definitely has to be um we also don't want to get we also don't want to get left behind you know the us is behind a lot of countries in the crypto space and, and that kind of thing and uh you know all of our politicians are 100 years old and trying to figure out <laughs> what to do so we will was, we will yeah i was talking with a, a guy crypto guy that was in miami too that he's in estonia and he's mm-hmm. like putting a, a whole event together over there and he was like yeah our country has been adopting blockchain since 2018 
like the government adopts it and since 2018 i'm like dang yeah i mean they're running around el salvador paying for vegetables and bitcoin you know what i mean like (laughs) and we're like we can't do it we got you know we got sam bankman freed robbing everybody oh my god how embarrassing i know i know it's terrible (laughs) so 2023 is here stuff's been pumping a little bit i want to hear what you guys are into some of the stuff you know like i I said before our listeners have heard a million times the projects that i like and what i'm into but i want to hear what you guys are into and also like what do you look for in in a project what's going to make a good project this year what do you see when you want to invest um what are some of your favorite things you've been into some of your favorite artists like anything you guys want to kind of bring up in that in that respect i'd love to hear about i think our listeners would love it you want to go first lex no no i'm gonna let you start okay (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i like to um participate in a lot of different ways i i like to trade you know the smallest of the dj and mints i like to do long-term investments i like to buy art i like to do everything one of the things that I'm looking forward to this year is, is is a step up as far as the professionalism, I think. You know, last year we saw this bull run that was incredibly fun for traders in the space. But as a long-term investment a, an investor, it was just crap because it was a lot of churn and burn. It was a lot of, um, you know over promises and under delivery it was a lot of unprepared people coming into the space and we saw a lot of people amazing artists for example coming into the space creating digital art realizing that they that their stuff sells creating collections people buying the collections and then getting to a point that it's like oh, okay now now what are we going to do right the word utility popped up a lot but if price doesn't go up, then what do we do? Well, we drop another companion and then and then it just continues to go on and on and on um, until you're left with a founder that has absolutely no clue what to do next and ends up, whether they want to or not, ends up exiting because, well, money has run out. I can't really afford to have any, you know, bigger team. Um, I don't necessarily want to rug it, but really, how else are we supposed to continue to to have this? I view a lot of the really successful NFT projects as a as a social club almost, right? I view them as a place in which you can go, you can buy into the NFT um, to be surrounded by people who have similar visions, similar missions as you do, like certain things. A lot of them are like really good professional networks. CPG, I'm thinking of, Moonbirds, et cetera. Really good professional networks that you can kind of rub elbows with people and create really cool things. Um, There's also a lot of women-led projects who have really good things for women to go in and learn, et cetera, right? So I consider them a lot to to do more with social experiments, social kind of clubs. And what I think that the element has been missing, which which I've seen in the past couple of months, is founders now realizing, I got to step this up. I have to consider this instead of a project with a start date and an end date, something that will never end, something that is more of a business rather than a project, something that I, artist, or I, you know, creator, don't have the experience in running a business, 
So I'm going to start off with a team that is going to help me run an entire business. So um, I want to see more professionalism. People start treating their projects as if they were NFT businesses. Um, start thinking more of a of a run for, you know, 5, 10, 15 years without considering airdrops or without considering companion NFTs in which people have to uh, spend more money on. Some of the ones that I'm looking at right now that I've been really excited on, um, I've been picking up some Moonbird, Moonbird oddities that I think are probably going to be running sooner rather than later. I picked up a couple of potatoes. I actually sold a potato um, before the captain's mint. I got really lucky and I sold one for seven ETH, which was awesome. I circled back and I picked up another potato. Um, I'm holding that. I did not get the captain's mint. Um, little little pudgies, I think, are really cool one that I'm keeping an eye on. 10 KTF also. Um, is an exciting yeah, one. They're yeah. crushing it. Yep. Yep. Yes, that I I've I've gone in and out on that one so many times. I'm sitting now just on the positive. So you know, no matter how much how where it goes, I'm still happy with it. Yeah, those are some of the ones that I I picked up some chubby verse just because I think that the cute meta is back on right now for the time being. Um, I picked up some ferocious paint drops in the past couple of weeks also. Uh, I think that that's always a really good investment. Yep. And those are the only the ones that I can think of just, you know, off the top of my mind right now. That is awesome. You actually made some incredible points there, too. Like, I, I love hearing all the stuff you buy. So you, you do a lot of you're a little bit of a DJ and you buy, buy and sell a good amount, don't you? I do. I it's, love that. I love yes, that. Yes. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. And, you know, when I first started off, I actually started off by trading NFTs and thankfully was able to replace my job with it. But I think I think that's like everybody else. You know, you talk to so many traders in the space that start off as traders and then they end up just really falling in love with the space and and doing things that are more long term. So the degen men's thing about the degen ones is that you have to be on it like 24 seven on it. You mm-hmm. have to know exactly when they come out. You have to know right. the people, you know, et cetera. Sell at so, the right time. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. miss a lot of them now just because I cannot be there, but when I get it, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun times. That is awesome. And, and when you talk about like you, you, you're exactly right now on the head when you talk about how, all these projects, like the end of 2021, beginning, the end of 2020, beginning, of, sorry, end of 2021, beginning of 2022, when we did have the major bull run, everything was super hyped and somebody would come out with an idea and have some decent art and everybody would just buy it up real quick. And there would be a couple thousand ETH in secondary right off the bat. And then it's like, now what? Everyone's on to the next thing. And there's only a couple projects that actually made it out of that. I bought a Moonbird's Oddity not too long ago as well. I agree that those are are going to do well. Yeah, I think that's going to do yeah. really well. Um, I'm probably going to pick up another one just because they just partnered with um, United Talent. Yes, I was yep. going to say UT yep. something. Yeah, United yep. Talent. Yep. They just yep. partnered with them, uh, which is bullish. I I haven't really seen too much of a price action difference oh the floor right now is at 1.47 um not bad but i think that once we 
that was over the weekend, I want to say, is when they partnered with it. Yeah, it was just the last couple of days because I, I I found that when I was going through the news. Yeah. So it was just the last couple of days. Yep. Yep. You okay. Yeah. So you as the news power. comes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Finish. So they're a talent agency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, they manage Imani. And yes. yeah, they manage Thank You Eggs. They, they actually, hmm. when I saw the news, I was like, United Talent low-key has manages like the powerhouses of Web3 from collections to specific like artist brands like Vini um Harger is also another one that they 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 represent and Betty from Debt Fellas which is that's right I I remember when she signed with them when they signed with them for sure yeah Uh, they manage the NFT catcher podcast no way no no I'm just kidding we just do this for fun and then <laughs> if they would, if they would like to, because I know they listen. If they would <laughs> like to, we're open to talking. Yes, yes, yes. They're yeah. super nice people. Yeah. Uh, I met two of the of the uh, ladies that run the like the Web three side, and oh, cool. They're they're so they, it, you can tell that they care that mm-hmm. they're not like because I, I think when people think about like manage managers or you know it's kind of like this connotation that's like this uh you know greedy old man managing and like it couldn't be further from from that um so i've been really happy seeing and meeting them the times that i've that i have and it's kind of incredible that like their team's not that big uh so i'm i'm curious to see like how are they gonna scale their web three segment because mm-hmm. the brands that they're representing now are just like crazy big. So like, what do they what do they do for people? Do you know like what what do they do? They handle they... like I I know for the artist side, they handle like all of their deals. Like if okay. a brand wants to work with them, they would handle that deal. Um and or get like go out for them to like get them collaborations or get them in different places. I think like IRL things to like booking them and things like that. So yeah, they're li- literally just like representing their brand. That makes sense. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So Lex, you want to let us know some of the oh, projects yeah, she, you're yeah. into? Yeah, we got to turn. I was letting you run with yeah. it. No, she, she crushed, she crushed it. She crushed so it. So here's uh, why. I think yeah. we should actually go back to a little context and like intro of both yeah. of us. Totally, totally. Here's why I this works so well. Because Belle here is, like you said, true DJ, completely underrated. Like she is a savage. And we <laughs> people don't people people only know it when they ask a question like you just asked, and then she just like drops the bomb and they're like, oh damn, she knows. Uh and me on the other side, I do not trade. I've never traded. I've been more so on like community building and art, uh heavy on the art part uh especially between 2020 and 2021 and just being in you know now in twitter spaces and helping people out within the community or like finding their place in web3 so i'm definitely not 
you know, I'm not going to give you a whole list of like projects that I'm going to flip and things like that. Uh, I'm definitely not going to BS my way out of that. (laughs) So, but I think that's what works really well for us specifically because we see both sides. And I think a lot of the times in a podcast or in a team or in even like a group, in like a, a Discord group, you see both sides completely separated. Usually the art crowd is like in their own, you know, bubble and their own Discord and their own, you know, space or event and the traders or the, yeah, the the more, um, yeah, let's just say traders Mm -hmm. are completely, you know, on the completely different side of the room. And there's so many like similar at the end of the day, we're all in the same team. We're all trying to achieve the same thing of adopting the blockchain technology and creating opportunities for creators. And uh, so, yeah, so I think we complement each other really well because we see both sides. And so whenever she goes to the events with me, we're on the, on the artist events talking about, you know, the market and they kind of like, oh, okay. Cause like they don't talk about it, but they also do it too. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, it's super nice to see, like, oh my gosh, did you see so and so? They drop uh, a super amazing piece, uh, you know, one on one, and they also appreciate the art and the creation. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, we're definitely kind of like a yin and yang on that front. I love that. I love that. You guys make a great team. That's really cool. Um, you, do you yeah. have a couple? Fa- you have a couple favorite artists you want to shout out? I was really a fan. Like lately, uh, the last. The last interview that we did was, I think, like the last week of December, mm-hmm. and it was with Thank You X. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, the state of the art, which I thought was incredibly complex, but at the same time, just like I think that was like one of the best examples of how you can do a project without doing a PFP project as an artist. Uh, and he was so intentional about letting us know, like, hey, like, I don't want to be a CEO <laughs> of a Thank You X PMP project. And yeah. the fact that he recognized that and like what Bell was saying at the beginning of like, you know, for 2023, we want to see people take this a little more seriously and 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 rep Web3 in the right way. And I think it's not only the things that you do, but also the things that you choose not to do, uh, like jumping in, like without being, without, you know, any idea of what's going to come to you. And I think a lot of people learned that in 2022. And Thank You X was definitely one of those that I saw that was very intentional and just being, you know, this is about art. I'm going to connect people through art, but I'm also going to make it accessible for people um, and like he kind of just like check mark all of those, and I, yeah, I, I really admired that project from him. Um, and then Kath, I just saw that that National Geographic's uh, yes job. I am actually a huge fan of Jimmy, um, the photographer. He's not like Web three native, but he mm-hmm. photographed Jimmy Chin. He photographed. Uh, oops, sorry. Uh, he photographed Alex Honnold, who is a solo uh, climber or uh, and rock climber, and I'm super into rock climbing. So um, it's super cool to see like Justin Arrizano and um, 
and Kath kind of be next to just like photography legends, like overall of the sure. world. Um, yep. So I'm excited to see more of that in 2023, just like artists, big artists making it accessible for the whole community to have access to their art um, and then see newer artists just start to understand their flow. I think everybody yeah. in 2023 was just kind of like trying to get into everything, trying to figure it out, trying to not lose money, trying to keep their mental health. And I think this year is just everything's going to be a little bit more intentional and, um, you know, step by step. We we yeah. got burned. We got burned in 2022. So uh, we learn from those mistakes. Yeah, you also make some really really good points. Yeah, uh, I mean, people definitely got into it and didn't realize that they were now having all these investors who want them to do a real business. Like they just were like, yeah, everyone's putting out a project. Let's bank something out. Make make a couple mil, you know, and like nothing else. And that, can I, right? Can I add something about the thank you? Of course, because yeah, of I course. Think that, you know, I I think this is also a really good point of what I'm looking forward to next year. Um, that we have already started to see. One of the things that I was so impressed about thank you X on the on the conversation we had with him, um, is that. You know, he made it very, very clear. This is for the appreciation of art. But two years ago, even in the beginning of last year, what you didn't see was art artists talking about how they want to um, include the nasty word utility into their projects, right? I'm of the opinion, you know, as much as I I love trading my NFTs and making money off of that, I'm still a strong believer that royalties, especially for artists, are just, you know, just not even up for for discussion. It just, they absolutely um, deserve it. And there should not be any discussion, uh, you know, otherwise. But but one of the cool things that I have seen is that artists have really leaned in more into incorporating Web3 NFT utility into it. So now it's not so much as, you know, I'm going to be dropping this this really cool NFT and I want my collectors to buy it, obviously, and enjoy it for the art. But I'm also going to be incorporating other things like you know, maybe the allow list capability to it, or maybe if you have this and I have collaborated with someone else, then we'll give you an airdrop, et cetera, on, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I have really enjoyed seeing artists incorporate some of those things into their projects now that a year ago, two years ago, it wasn't even up for consideration. That's just not what it was. They minted one thing. They, that was, that's all that it was. Um, you know, whether you liked it or not. And now I think it's kind of, um, I don't know, maybe meeting in the middle or maybe just more of an embracement or maybe just, you know, and enjoying it for the moment. I don't really know how to, how to describe the moment of collector wanting more and artists wanting to give more. Um, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's really cool to see. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play around with it more next year as well. Yeah, I agree. I love the creativity. There's a lot of like, if you burn three of these, you'll get something else and they can play, they get kind of gamify the collections. Go ahead, Lex. I wanted to add something that I think 
also the reason why we've seen artists now kind of starting to find that utility that works for them. Like there's no pressure of like, oh, I need to drop something that has an utility. It's more so that the technology that they're giving, like the tools that the artists are receiving are getting better and better. So like the reason why they can do things is because of tools like Manifold or Bueno, Mm -hmm. you know, and and now because those are getting better. And that's something that I am excited personally to see in 2023 of like node code tools, uh, whether it's tools that people create or even AI tools that is going to enable artists and uh you know any kind of other creator like we can go down to you know the their the list of all kinds of creators in web3 but all these tools didn't exist before or they were very like early stages and i think in 2023 we're definitely going to see more and more and more tools that allow people like us to do our jobs even better and to focus on the things that we actually you know, care about and that we enjoy doing. Um, And I think, you know, artists especially are going to see this, these tools that allow them to focus more so on the creativity, but then have like certain dynamics that they can now like reward their community and their collectors in a different way. And not because they didn't want to do it before, but they just didn't have the tools to do it before. So I I'm I think that a lot of the projects that I'm excited to see in 2023 are not even out yet and I've seen some that have been, you know, kind of in their beta mode in 2022. Um but yeah, those no code type tools uh kind of excite me even though it's kind of geeky. Those things that make our lives easier uh excite me a lot so i would say those yeah and that's awesome the builders are building for sure i love manifold i love seeing what people can do with it and you know we've had friends just drop they can just drop an open edition you have your own contract you don't have to you know it's really cool there's a lot of cool stuff out there you mentioned bueno that makes that makes you know art generation and creating a collection accessible for a lot more people yeah a lot yeah. of people took took advantage of that during the holidays. Um, yeah. I was out, so I couldn't participate, but I kept seeing a lot of New Year's and Christmas. There know, were yep. drops yeah. and open editions. Yeah, really cool stuff. Yep. Yep. What do you guys think of open editions? They get kind of, some people get mad when the price goes down and things like that. It's like a, there's kind of like a give and take there. And the artists get a little offended, I think. Which I don't blame them. I think it just depends on what the what the initial message is. If this is just like yeah, good point. Hey, yep. like this is my art. This is a thing for like. I, I think it's just depending on like what you put out there, like the messaging that you put out there, and the, the expectations that you put out there for for yourself. And I think it's kind of hard when when you don't say anything and people start assuming. Uh, I think that's when there's a lot of like friction between the the two parties. Yeah. Uh, but I think artists, I think I've kind of learned also and kind of accepted the fact that they have to be very vocal about like, this is intended for this and this is what you should expect. Um, and whether that's just like the art and that's it, which is totally, totally fine. 
Um, but I think it's just more so like that initial communication that makes it a whole, a whole difference. Yeah. Yeah. The initial, it's, it's really important. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. The other thing is as a collector, I've, I've minted a couple of open editions. There truly is a big difference on how long it is open because, you know, I mean, listen, we all want something that is that is exclusive. We all want that thing that is just for me or or just for a very small group of people. And I think that and actually, I think this is another lesson learned because I can't remember the last open edition that wasn't more than, you know, or that was as long as they used to be. One of the ones that I think received the biggest FUD ever that I, I can't remember one that received it that much was the Drifter Shoots one. And yep. that one, you yep. know, remember that? And that totally. one was open for a long time. I don't remember how long it was open for, but I want to say almost like a day or something like that. I think it, it was, yeah. No. His no, his are, one. Yeah, his like one year out. I think yeah. it was called maybe yeah. first day oh, out. Okay. I think is what it was. First day out. First day, okay, was, first day out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, first day out, which was the first picture that that was taken of him right after he he got out, um, which was an amazing concept. And then he, you know, got offended. Speaking about getting offended, he got com- tremendously offended. Right. Which, I mean, you can understand why because people were like, "Wait, what?" And now it's you know, it's now it's right. There were like thirteen thousand or fourteen thousand minted or something, and then the price exactly. went down. Yeah, and no, then the price went totally. down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But when you think about it, and actually, I didn't think about it until right now when we started talking about it. Um, I don't remember. I can't remember the last one of like a recent one that went that way because I think that as time has passed, I think artists caught on to the fact that open edition is cool and all. Yeah, you still want to have some limited, you know, something to it, whether it be time limit. So now, you, now what you see is you got. I think I saw one over the weekend that was like, you have two minutes to go out and mint this open edition. You wow. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they that's got, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They've gotten hip to it. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. The, you mentioned uh, Ferocious Paint Drops. That was an open edition when it dropped. That was an open edition. Yeah. yeah. And that but, was one that, that was actually a very successful one. One of the ones that did really, really well. It did, and it continues to do really, really well yeah. again because of the utility and the speculation right. that one paint drop or how however many paint drops is going to get to the PFP. Um, yeah. I think it started a couple of months ago. It started with the speculation of you needed three paint drops in order to get one PFP. That's now what I have. I have, a, I, have a, I have a three pack. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. of speculation. So right, uh, right. yeah. So again, I think that, you know, a lot of these open editions can be successful. I mean, but then again, define successful, you know, define right. successful. Well, in- success. I mean, for the most part, for most people, successful is price go up. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the bottom line, really. It for- is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Price has gone up because yeah. of the dynamic, the gamification of it, the speculation of it, of the PFP. But you have to ask yourself, I, you know, I do. You have to ask yourself, okay, what's going to happen as soon as the PFP does come out? Then what? Right. It'll, it'll probably pump going up to it. Yeah, exactly. Then what? For sure. Then what? You know, and as yeah. an artist, he's he's done a fantastic job of being able to maintain the interest. And there have been lulls. 
the, you know, the price has gone down yeah. and, and back up, yeah. et cetera. Um, he's done a fantastic job of keeping up the interest and keeping it make gamified, keep, you know, keeping people coming back. But what will happen after that? If, for example, a person like you, many others, I have several of them. Let's say that a person buys six because they want two PFPs. And then at the end of the day, you actually don't need three. All you need is just one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what will happen? I ask, you know, it's not necessarily a rhetorical question. What's going to happen? We already know what's going to happen. The price is going to go down. It's going to tank. And the, and then the artist, FIWA in this case, is going to have to think of another way to, to you know, continue doing yep. something to pick up the interest again. So it's a never ending cycle, which again goes back to, in my opinion, making sure that you set yourself up for a much longer term than just, you know, just tomorrow or just next year when we do drop this additional whatever it is, in this case, a PFP drop, um, how are you going to keep up the interest afterwards? And I also think that the people, I mean, I heard, I think it was last year, maybe in LA when it just, it was just dropping. Um, and there was a lot of, they were doing like an AMA in Vivo's Discord specifically. Uh, and a lot of people were asking like that type of question of like, oh, if I buy that, would this give me access to this or would this give me, you know, this type of utility? And he was very much so like, hey, there's no roadmap. There's no like, I'm just like going with the flow. This is a, this is whatever comes my way. And I feel like it's right for fuel world. Like that's what I'm going to do. So just fair warning that don't come in as a um, looking at this as an investment rather, but more so as a support of my creative vision. It's an adventure, Um, yeah. Yeah, and he was very, you know, very, very adamant about about that type of communication since the very beginning. Uh, But, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to keep keep that narrative as time goes on but but again you know it's he it the the expectations were set and hopefully people you know can see that totally and Fuo's also you know one in a million that he's absolutely one of the very top 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 nft artists very young and successful like you know 20 years old yeah amazing amazing that's crazy. Um, yeah, super cool conversation. We talked. Uh, you message. You mentioned CAF and the National Geographic uh, drop that's coming. Uh, I didn't. I don't know too much about it, but it seems really interesting, and thought people might like to hear about it. So, their National Geographic is launching their Genesis NFT collection. They're doing it on Polygon. A lot of these companies are are choosing Polygon. Uh, it's doing really. You know, it's it's. Polygon, the the trading is up on Polygon, and it, it's uh, you know, zero gas. People like it. Um, so there's six sixteen unique photographers, including Kath Samard, who's Web three native. Um, I've actually tried to get her on before, but we haven't been successful yet. Um, but because I Aversano too. Oh, he's is he one of the sixteen? I didn't see his name. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Justin's one of the most successful photographers since Ansel Adams. You know, if you look at the sales he's had and, you know, Twin Flames and all that, like, he, Justin's incredible. Um, 
So they're they're doing 16 photographers and they're each going to have an addition of 118 each. The primary sale is on January 17th and you actually need to KYC to to do it. I didn't see the price. So I don't know what they're going to cost. Why do you think the KYC? A, I, that's what I, that's what I was going to ask why. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't know exactly. I, I mean, probably the lawyers over at National Geographic are like don't just, you know, you better know who you're selling them to. You could be washing money for the North Koreans or something. Like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> like, I've, I don't know why they are doing yeah. that. Um, but yeah, you got a KYC for it. Um, so wait, is well, it it's a blind mint? And uh, I think the price hasn't been announced yet. And they just okay. got on the, the FAQ. So what's there 16 times 118? What's that about? Uh, What is that? Let me me do the math. I did not have a calculator near me. So you will not. (laughs) You will not get the response from me. 1888. Nice. Snow crash. I wonder. Is the snow crash some... Who's behind Snow Crash? To be honest, it's the first time, one of the first times that I hear about this new marketplace. But the fact that they're coming in with National Geographic. And, oh, is that what it's and, selling on? I yeah. What is that? I do know. We talked about Snow Crash at some point, um, I think. Yeah, they're... they're I don't remember that. They're... Uh, yeah, they're they're the marketplace where. Oh, cool! Yeah, I do see that somebody is behind that. Um, okay, I trusted Harbor Artists. I gotta look it up. Yeah. Um, Have you bought anything from Snow Crash, Bill? No, no. Oh, or both I of you? Not. Both of you? <laughs> I have. I have not. No, and I'm kind of sad to hear that. Okay, here's my hot take. I think it's a mistake. I think that they clearly have not partnered with someone who is a true you know nft native nft uh purchaser etc the right or maybe we're maybe that's just not the target market i mean maybe that's what it is but you're going through polygon which okay that's something that as a nft person you're like all right i like it enough i can i can you know bridge it on bridge on over it's that's not that big of a of a thing but it's already already a barrier that's barrier number one you know and then you add to that a different marketplace that i've never heard of it to be honest i mean it could be huge i don't know i buy from i bought from pretty much every single marketplace i've never heard of it so i feel like you know you're 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 doing this drop in my opinion, it's an epic one. National Geographic, come on, who doesn't know yeah. who that is? That's that's yeah, they should do it themselves, right? Is that what you're you know saying? What I mean? they like, should, yeah, yeah. That's such a, this is that's such why an iconic opportunity. That's and, why I asked who's behind it though, because like what if one of the founders or one of the people from National Geographic is part of the founding or like uh you know, uh what do you call it, the um investors in Snow Crash. That happens all the time. But even worse, even worse. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah. if you if you're trying to cater to a to the NFT market, then why wouldn't you use what is already adopted? There's so many other marketplaces right now that are that are known, et cetera, that you could go through. I wonder what the percentage of royalties is going to be. Now I'm curious on that. Um, what that is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of course i don't know man i just think i just think that when web 2 comes into the space they need to make it more they they need to adopt what is already here you know they need to make it a lot easier not harder for those of us that are already here purchasing nfts on a daily basis as well as the new people who are coming in trying to learn it this this one in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I would assume that they are targeting both Web3 native people as well as Web2 people that they want to be onboarded. So they're going right. to onboard them to, I forgot the name of the, the marketplace already. Let's Snow, Snow Crash. Snow Crash. <laughs> All right. They're going to onboard them onto Snow Crash. And then what? That person is going to do what with it? Is it truly going to, is it truly going to, spark something in them that is going to say oh wow this is really cool now i want to go and i want to buy other nfts well now how do i do that because snow crash doesn't have all the other ones how are they going to translate to open sea or to rareable or to you know etc etc i don't know i just this triggers something in me because i think (laughs) because i think that it is a terrible way to I, i don't think that they're reaching their potential National Ge- National Geographic is an iconic brand to bring into anything. And for them to launch an NFT project makes me incredibly bullish just because I'm a National Geographic geek who hasn't been, you know, who didn't grow up with those, mm. with those yeah. yellow, you know, yellow, black news. Yeah. I love the biography magazines. Series. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Right. And so you would want to see this be done in a way in which like it checks off every single thing that i wanted to and it doesn't and so that's that's why i'm a little bit disappointed i will say i hear that that the people that they picked is pretty cool so you know i'm gonna jump on the conspiracy theory and be like this is done on purpose this is done on purpose and people from national geographic have an interest in snow crash and that's why they're utilizing it and this is a complete conspiracy theory is not facts (laughs) but like that makes sense that's like really the only reason that for me it makes sense that they have an incentive to incentivize the adoption of snow crash the thoughts and uh experience on this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of nft catcher podcast (laughs) Just joking. Now we're gonna want to partner with you anymore, Michael. You're gonna be like, I know that's messed up because I was going to be one of the photographers. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, I mean, or you know, if you you definitely could be right, or could be something like somebody at Snow Crash knows somebody National Geographic's like, hey, let us put on this project for you. We'll do all the tech. All you got to do is give us some photos. But yeah, so you, like when you look at the opposite side of it, you look at what Keith Grossman did with Time Magazine and bringing them in and doing lots of lots of really cool like true Web three things. Um, I'm gonna look more into it because you make really good points there, Bell. And it's I mean you're kind of right, and we've seen like the Rugrats or whatever they did theirs on recur and it's like whatever you know like yes. it for sure it's a when it's a whole different website and marketplace and you got to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you know, that was another one. I got Recur. I tried Nickelodeon. I tried all of them because. Yeah, I have like 12 Recur passes. I should have sold them when they were, when they were <laughs> Tell hot. me about it. Tell uh, me about yeah, it. You know, really, yeah, I, know I have, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, exactly. As a person that buys NFTs, I should be able to buy a damn NFT. And in this one, I have never been able to actually buy one on mm. any of my Recur passes because of, because of a, you know, plethora of reasons yeah, um, sure. and it just shouldn't be that hard it just shouldn't be that hard that's that's all i'm saying and if it's hard for someone that's a true dj and i can't imagine how hard and confusing it can be for someone that this is their first nft oh yeah it gets really well that might be, i mean maybe snow crash is going to let people buy with a credit card you know that's yeah very well what could be happening um because it is really like if you want somebody if you're like if somebody's like, hey, I heard there's a National Geographic NFT. Okay, here's what you need to do. You need to open up a MetaMask, but your seed phrase, you better store it correctly or you're done. And then, then you need to find a centralized exchange and have your bank wire some money to there. Then you can then transfer that money in about a week over to your MetaMask. You know, it's like, yep. it gets pretty yep. wild It's to get someone going. When the Trump NFTs came out, a yep. lot of people were complaining about the fact that they purchased it. They got it on their credit cards. They had absolutely no clue how to access it or right. what to do with it or potentially how to sell it or even how to buy other NFTs, you know? So I think that, I mean, it's it's a big thing to ask, of course, and it's so much bigger than this conversation. But wouldn't you assume that when a business like that, you know, a corporation like that comes in, wouldn't you assume that they want their person to be able to, whoever it is that they're onboarding, to then be able to navigate the space afterwards? Right. Rather than you would hope so. It? You would hope so, right? You would hope right. so. And so then wouldn't it make sense for them to um to foster it and provide the mechanism, the easiest mechanism for them to do so? I don't know. Maybe it's too much to ask for. Probably. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to be charging. I wonder if it's going to be like $50 or like $500. Yeah, I'm going to say it's more than I mean, $50. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. They're- right, especially because there's only 2,000 of them. That's actually really true, yeah, for sure. And well, and the caliber of the photographers is right. Just, even right. the non-Web3 native, like, they're like pretty amazing. So did they say the, have they said anything about the type of photography is just just what I don't think so. I yeah, uh, sixteen unique photographers. Uh, I don't know exactly. I think they're going to be able to submit what they want. I guess. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll um, keep an eye on it. Yeah, we'll definitely if keep I, an eye on it. National Geographic to come on on either of the podcasts or the people for, or the people from Snow Crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. Yeah, what's up? What's up? We have, crash. We have questions. Yeah, we, we got plenty of questions. Come uh, on. We oh, we have some questions. Bell's got you. Let's get Bell on Snow Crash. Get those people on. Grill them down. Know. I love it. <laughs> so we got a couple couple more pieces of news that uh, happened just recently. I saw that OpenSea they added a sweeping feature where you can sweep up to thirty NFTs at a time. Obviously, trying to you know compete with Blair and other such marketplaces where you can do that. It's a nice thing to add for, for open C good for them. 
I love to I st- see it. They've yeah. been stepping up their game lately. You know, for a minute there, for, for a while, they're actually, the entire thing was like, okay, open sea. Yeah, they, they got pretty these, lazy. They got, they got incredibly lazy. lazy. You know, yeah, they got incredibly yeah, yeah. lazy. They let all these other marketplaces come up, do, you know, op- open up, create all these other other mechanisms. And it wasn't until they started to see all of that that they said, all right, maybe we should do something now. We got to do a little something. Um, yeah, we yeah, yeah. do a little something. Yeah. But I will say that the something that they have come out with, the analytics, you know, the, now this, not bad. I'd like to see it. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and it hasn't even been a whole year because they were catching fire. What, like, well, the whole, all last year, like in different mm-hmm. increments of yeah. last year. But I feel like sometimes when, because the space moves so fast, we sometimes forget the amount of time that it takes for a platform any platform to make technological like updates from ui ux standpoint because that's not going to move as fast as the web3 space so like we're already you know so 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 far ahead but then they can only go as fast as our minds want to so i'm glad that they were able to catch on but i do i have seen that kind of trend of like let's go let's go let's go and it's like developers and and the they can only move so fast you know mm-hmm. they can only move that's for sure especially when they fire 40 percent of their staff a couple months oh, ago yeah and they can yeah and super rare just did that i have that on the list here too super rare cut their staff by 30 percent just a couple days ago that breaks my heart yeah, they said they hired they hired too many people during the run up, and they couldn't keep up with it. A lot of companies did that. I mean, a lot of the tech companies fired a lot of people. Again, I'm hoping for that professionalism next year or this mm. year. You know, we it, yeah. we need to get to that point. We need yeah. to, um, because those are, I don't know, those are business 101. You know, problems. Um, yeah. It's not that you don't see them, you know, it's not that this is a new problem. Um, but again, forecasting and understanding the cycles of any business is important. So I don't know. Totally. Layoffs in any industry is just, you know, sad to see. In this industry, it touches us even even more because the NFT space is still so small. We're just I was listening to um a bankless podcast mm-hmm. uh, recently, and they were talking about how the NFT space is still so small that truly we're all just a degree away from someone who is really big in the space, you know, a, a huge yep. artist, a huge founder, a huge creator, etc. Um, so chances are we know these people who just got laid off. Definitely. And, uh, you know, that's what breaks my heart. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you just hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I know Vayner three laid off some people recently, a couple of our friends uh, from the podcast where I let go from there. So it's definitely. uh, Wow. Yeah. Um, Is it it technical or more creative base? The people that got let go. I think it was. I think it was creative. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough. Um, especially yeah, like you said, Bella, that was a great point. Like the fact that we've worked with Super Rare in the past and we know so many people in their team, 
I haven't seen like specific individuals, you know, I haven't seen anything on, on, on Twitter as far as like people, you know, posting that they're yeah. moving on to the next thing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, but these startups, like the people that are in, in working with, within them, this is their whole world because it's like you're, they have so much responsibility and, and they're so many artists and so many people within web three are just counting on them because we just have because we're so new we have like all these pillars that we all rely on but then we don't realize that these pillars are also new they're considered still startups they're you know all of them so i think it's sad but it's kind of like a reality check too of like open sea is considered a startup too Super yeah. rare since they're a yeah. startup. Yeah. Even though we're looking at them as the giants and like the established companies of Web3, but it's like in the grand scheme of things, not really. They're still pretty much developing. Yeah. Nah, it's a great point. You're, you're exactly right. Um, a company that is not well still developing, but is not a startup, Shopify. They oh. are they've extended the ability for people to sell um NFTs using the Avalanche blockchain, like right on their Shopify storefront, which is is kind of neat. So, like, if you're selling a T-shirt, you can sell the NFT of the image, also, if you want to, wow. right on your Shopify store. So they're wow. embedding kind of like I think Rarible is doing that too, right? Like they're they're using their platform now. Like Rarible is expanding to not only be the marketplace, but also like have their backend for other platforms to use as a shopping mechanism. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Good for that. I haven't been too up on Rarible. Yeah. No, I think they're that's how they're keeping up, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> that's how they're yeah, keeping, yeah, yeah. It, Which it makes sense. It makes sense that they're using the technology that way. Totally. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to know, where do you see that going? Like the shop, like who do you think? I feel like Shopify will be something like big brands would use to embed that within their merch store if it's yeah. something that they're using where it's like a very like easy way to adopt it as a as a business um so that actually i'm actually bullish on that because i think people that like people i mean like business owners that have shopify on their platform and they're never thought about having the authenticity in their merch store um the fact that a company like shopify can just bring in a very easy hopefully i don't know what the process is but i think that could incentivize a lot of businesses to you know dabble in it right people might buy some yeah 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 Yeah. it's always good when you know a company like that gives it legitimacy is really what is really the best thing about it probably yeah getting a lot more exposure that's never a bad thing Right, exactly. See, getting that word NFT, digital collectibles, getting that word out there. Uh, are there any other topics or news things of the week you guys want to bring up? We usually we end the episode with uh, like a collection rankings by sales volume over the last seven days. So we'll do that at the very end. But I want to give you guys a chance if there's anything uh, you want to bring up or, or talk about or anything. I uh, I think we've been talking. First of all, thank you for inviting Oh, yeah. To chat yeah. with you um and you know all the listeners um i think 
I'm super excited about what we're going to build in 2023. So I obviously don't want to jump off. No, nah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Without, without at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think last year uh, we, you know, we did a hundred over a hundred uh, Twitter spaces. And I think we were trying to figure out what the people needed, especially during a tough year like 2022. Um, and we've been doing the space, the Twitter spaces since February, I believe, of 2022. But we didn't officially launch XYC News until uh, until November uh, of last year. Uh, so, you know, I think last year was kind of like an experiment of like who we are, what are our voices, what does our audience want, um, and, you know, figuring that out and then telling people that we found out too and this is who we are. And so I think we're really excited to keep showing people, okay, now that we know who we are, this is what we want to do <laughs> in 2023. And I think that's one of one of the things that we definitely want is to be tour guides for creators, but also brands that maybe don't know what to do, maybe don't know what the web through way is. You know, I think a lot of the things that we saw last year were brands coming in and kind of experimenting but then leaving kind of like a sour taste to a lot of people's mm. mouth and i think a lot of the times because we've been on the other side talking with them a lot of the times it's not intentional a lot of the times is of, of ignorance enough of like not having a web3 native person on their side that can guide them so 2023 is a year where we want to keep helping their community but also the brands that are going to create bigger communities uh, within the, the NFT space. So you can find us if you need that kind of help. Super excited to see what we all can build in, in 2023. I would love, love for, for yeah. Bell to add anything else. I'm not, I, we can talk for hours about what we want to do this year, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go down the whole list. I'm only going to add one tiny thing because I don't want to repeat everything that you already said, Lex. And that is our Spanish programming. You know, as as Latinas, we think that that is something that still doesn't get enough attention in the fact that um, Latin American countries, studies have been done that Latinos, especially um, Latin American people so like the you know the generations now that 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 we represent are some of the people that are the quickest to adopt technology new technology and you know ready to pay for it so i think that there's a tremendous demographic you know opportunity to be tapped into that sometimes gets forgotten and given that a lot of the news, a lot of the communication that comes out of NFT and of crypto is obviously in English. By the time that it is translated to Spanish, a lot of it is already old information or, you know, changed information, etc. So we we like to or we've taken on the responsibility as as Latinas 
to make sure that, you know, um, people who speak Spanish are not getting old information just by virtue of the fact that they happen to speak speak a mm. different language. It's just such That's an elementary point. type of thing for for us to jump on, you know, it's just, it's a no brainer yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've said this many times before and I'll continue to say it. I, I strongly think that any NFT project or business, you know, group, et cetera, whatever it is that they are founding in the space, it's so important to um, remember that that group exists um, and to have someone who's there in, in a way to be able to communicate with with the with the group and so that is why we host spanish and bilingual uh content yeah we actually do it for the english one so our spanish twitter spaces uh are on tuesdays at 4 p.m central and then our english one is on wednesdays at the same time 4 p.m 4 p.m central and the difference with you guys is that we do it live first the community comes on, they add in, you know, their comments or questions, and then we put that recording on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that. Um, so if you are not a Twitter Spaces fan, you can mm-hmm. consume it, uh, you know, in podcast form as well. So, uh, yeah, super, super important thing that we're definitely trying to highlight. Thank you. Love that. Yeah, you guys are awesome. We're going to put all your your show, like the note. Andy does a really good job of linking everything up in the show notes so okay. our people can kind of find you guys. So anyone that's interested, check them both out. Like I, you guys have provided a wealth of knowledge tonight. I mean, it's been a really great conversation. I've had I've had a blast. We've gone for over an hour now and it's it's gone really fast and really good stuff. But uh I'm going to I'm going to start the uh the NFT collection rankings by sales volume over the last seven days. We like to finish off the recap, just doing the top 10. So people are kind of up on what's hot at the moment. Uh, number one, no surprise, Bored Apes at 18 million, 900,000 in sales. Mutant Apes is number two, about 14 million. Azuki is number three. Uh, you guys like Azuki? Oh, man. You know, I know, I, I know. I'm oh. the sun. We people laugh because it comes up like I'm not a fan. I I I don't like the way that whole Z- the Zagabon thing went down and that guy and what. But like, it, there's no denying how popular it is. I think it's like a 16th floor. The last I looked, I mean, it yeah. crushes it. But like, they have just, a that's, strong that's community. So exactly. Yeah, they do for sure. They have right. a strong com- community, and I commend them for trying. But I will yeah. never ever get over the whole Zagabond yes debacle. Yeah. It was, it was messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking about the captains. That's number four, actually. For so that, that's a new one, right? Yeah, it's the first time on the list because it's mm-hmm. new within the last week. They did 10 million in sales. That's the meme land, that whole ecosystem, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Nine yeah. gag or whatever nine, it is. Nine, yeah, nine gag CEO. Yeah. yeah. Board Ape Kennel is number five. Uh Crypto Punks is number six. So rare, which is always in the top 10 for the last few months is number seven. Uh, you guys probably know about it. That's like the, the fantasy soccer football platform. Yeah. They do, ba- they do basketball now too. Um, other deed is number eight. Yuga has been doing really well. Thankfully um, beans is number nine, which is part of Zuki and potatoes is number 10. And that's part of the, the meme land nine gag thing as well. Right? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the uh, the top 10. 
Um, I guess that's going to be it for this week, but this has been a real pleasure. I hope we do get to do it again. And I'm going to tune into your guy. I'm going to start trying to join the Twitter space and all that stuff. So, um, welcome but, anytime. Come live. Cool, yeah. Live is, live, live is where it's at. Yeah. I'm going to come. <laughs> you said Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a tiny bit tough for me. Those late afternoon because I'm with my kids usually. I usually Wednesday, Wednesday, actually at 530 Eastern. I have soccer practice. I'm a soccer coach for my son. So it is a little bit tough, but I'm going to do what I can. Um, hey, and at least a, a rainy day gets canceled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bye. Exactly. Exactly. If not, they're recording. No, but we would love to have you anytime. For sure. Well, this was an absolute pleasure. And I want to thank everybody for listening and check out their socials and, and, and you know, mixed communities. And, but uh, what does Jen usually say at the end here? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Loose. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Show.